With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This week's going to be a little different. This week's episode, we recorded for two hours, and I decided that was too much for one episode. So this is just going to be part one of our cringeworthy 90s. So stay tuned next week for part two. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of On an Unrelated Note. I am Chris and back alongside me this week is Daniel. How are you, sir? Um, I'm recovering from some sort of allergy related phenomenon. So I'm going to sound like crap. My apologies (laughs) uh, in advance. Um, But Jay's here, so it's all good. This is true. He's out here. Smoking jacket. That's (laughs) here. I'm three. 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 You're after that smoking jacket, or you're trying to get a reimbursement for the orange bird shirt. I'm just not sure which. <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I do this. See, I do this podcast enough, and then that shirt becomes a tax write-off. So. <laughs> That's exactly what it you is. Know. You know. <laughs> well, uh, we're like I, I said to you the other day. You've, you're basically just becoming our honorary third host at this point. So like, I feel like that's just where we are. It's like popping up, <laughs> you know, talking to you guys and having a good time about whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> I like it though. It's good. <laughs> um, as far as uh, I'm gonna like quick quick housekeeping here. Um, there's been a gap between episodes. The reason being, I just moved us to a new podcast host, uh, which I like much better. The other interface sucked, uh, and I, it was just it was a process. So I took a couple of weeks off to do that. Uh, the the one downside that you will notice at times is it's ad supported, uh, which helps us. Um, but um, it's there's on occasion going to be ads that run through it. Uh, so you know, skip them. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, so uh, there's that. Um, uh, my my favorite housekeeping thing that's coming up soon is I leave on Sunday to head down to Orlando, which means we're a week from today. Uh, I finally get to meet Jay in person. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I uh, not only that, uh, myself and Daniel are going to SeaWorld on the following Monday. So all, all kinds of fun stuff coming up in the in the next few weeks. But that also means there's going to be another gap between episodes, which will then be followed up by within the coming weeks after a massive episode uh, that uh, that is in the works that at this point, I believe it's going to feature around six or seven people on the episode. 
Um, and uh, and uh, spoiler alert, Jay will be back for that one. <laughs> Lots to discuss. Good topic. Too. <laughs> this is true. Can't uh, wait. So the the first big thing I want to get to, uh, Jay, you recently got to ride multiple times, if I'm not mistaken, on Cosmic Rewind, and uh, your your spoiler free. Uh, how was it experience <laughs> my spoiler free experience because i would never spoil it for anybody i i took a just to preface it i did take a ton of pictures on the ride like of the queue and everything like that i have not posted a single thing on any of my social channels i i don't you know i don't do that you know um i will say this epcot needs experiences all disney parks i can make an argument that they all need extra rides shows any kind of attraction. Um, yeah. It's always, it's always a net win when you're adding something. And I think that they Imagineering knocked this ride out of the park. Like it's really, really good. It's, it, it's exceptionally good. It's, it's, you wouldn't expect it at Epcot, but that is the reality of Epcot. And if that's the future where we're heading with that park. Then I'm really so. excited. I'm really <laughs> yeah. excited. It's, it's it's amazing. The ride is amazing. It's a home run. I rode it in the morning. I said I have to ride this again. I got another opportunity to ride in the afternoon. I got off. I got off the ride, and that day they were closing it down at I think at like four thirty, and I got off the ride. I want to say at like four thirty five or four forty, and they had closed the line down. And I went up to the lady. I was like, "Can I ride again?" And she's like, "No, we closed the line down." And I was like, <laughs> I was literally out there just like you know like a, like in a drama movie, like no. <laughs> like you know like but it's it's very good it's it's if if you have a if you have like a, a son daughter niece nephew that is maybe roller coaster curious or maybe even averse in a way it's the perfect first roller coaster for them it really is it's really like a perfect as long as they read the meet the well, i think it's 42 inch height requirement okay so it's good for them it's really it's really good it's really entertaining it's it's smooth it's fun just a great ride so couldn't say enough about it you're saying it's a perfect first coaster for me. Uh, yeah, exactly yeah, I actually I think, yeah, say. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, you'll see people on the internet talking about, like, look, if you don't like, I'll say this, like, people people are like, hey, I don't like things that move, like, emotion-wise spinning or whatever like that a little bit. I wouldn't say it spins like a teacup. I mean, that's, that's, but it has, I mean, I have to acknowledge it has made certain people that are maybe, you know, uh, movement, quick movement, averse, you know, ill, you know, in some ways, you know, uh, my wife, uh, wrote it she's the only one i mean i don't i don't get motion sick but my wife rides uh, wrote it and she usually does get motion sick on a lot of things and she wrote it no problem so she wrote it twice no problem no feeling of illness or whatsoever but everybody's different so it's just a you know just a definitely a, a thing to just watch out for if you if that's your thing you know because because yeah. it does rotate a little bit and you know kind of points you towards scenes and things of that nature so it's definitely it's definitely worth you know, keeping in mind, but I, I, I love the ride. Theming's great. Ride's fun. Uh, they move the, they move the queue fast. They, you know, I mean, my, my, I, if you were to ask me, some people are like, uh, I was on, uh, I was on another podcast the other day. If they were asking me to take one negative from it, the only negative I could say is that they do the classic Disney thing of let's get us all in a, in a, in a, a waiting room <laughs> and filling in all available space. And then Disney still thinks we're all like, 
they trust us as human beings to get back with our groups and get in a, uh, like a normal like yeah. line together. You know, they don't like usher you by group out of the room. They're just like, everybody go through these doors and you can go back with your groups and get back in line. And like, next thing you know, like your aunt is like 17 people back, <laughs> you know, and you're like waving at her and you're like trying to tell these people, that's my aunt back there. Like I need to get her up here. Like, I don't know why Disney does that because they're like filling all available space. Now get back in your line with your groups. And guess what? Once they tell us get back in our line with our groups, it's like cattle. It's just like people just <laughs> yes. merge together. And like suddenly you've got you've got a cousin you didn't ask for and like another like three kids, you know, and you're like they're a part of your group. I don't know. It's, that's the only part I would complain about, though. So. And, and it's never a huge doorway too. Like that's nope. the worst part. <laughs> nope. It's always like down to a like a small queue. You're like, where are we? Where are we going? Is this yeah. is this Squid Game? Like, what do we, what are we doing here? You know, like it's 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 that's the only that would be my only complaint because we had a very large group on the last ride. We had like nine people. Oh, wow. and and like three of them ended up separated from like the other six, and we're like, hey, those are our people, and like people are trying to get past each other and do the whole shuffle, and like, yeah, that's my group up there, and like. Disney, you can make this a lot easier. You like had like an attendant or something like, hey, are you six together or nine or whatever? It's just you next, like go through like, but it's just like streaming everybody through the doors and they're all excited to ride. So everybody just kind of stampedes forward. And the second time I rode in the waiting room, they put us in, they, I kind of knew where the doors opened, right? In the room. So you see me doing this, like my whole group is in there and you see me just going like this. <laughs> like the whole time the pre-show is going on, I'm just, <laughs> awesome. and they're like where where are you going where are you going like and i'm like i i know what i'm doing here i'm trying to get near these doors like you know <laughs> oh yeah like i'm like that on the haunted mansion like i yes. immediately walk to the spot <laughs> or uh, uh tower of terror yes I, I go to that back right corner of the room and i just stand by that door i'm yes. just over there just like <laughs> as soon as it opens i'll throw it like I'm just uh, gone. <laughs> I I would love to get Daniel on a ride like this, but I just don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's I fair. would have to be unconscious and I'm pretty sure that they would not let me board the ride at that point. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to carry him on. <laughs> he just close his eyes. If he passes out, you know, <laughs> just prop uh, him up. It'll be weekend of burn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so since you mentioned it, uh, the podcast you were just on uh, was with Sean, who was on our last episode. Yep. And uh, that one is called Podcasting the Mouse. And mm -hmm. it's a good one. He uh, uh, where I forced him to rank without telling him. I uh, I'm not sure if Jay knew uh, up front or not, but um, it, he you rank on his show. It's that's not the entire episode, but uh, you mm -hmm. definitely do ranks of different things on his show. It, it's a fun one. So you need to go listen to that one, too. Yeah, definitely listen to podcasting. My Sean's fun. Uh, Karik is fun. They're both fun. So yes. they're good guys. They're good guys. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to that episode. Um, and uh, you, uh, you you had some quick wit there with your uh, Elsa joke. That one that would make <laughs> when he froze. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the the big announcement today, since we're talking about Cosmic Rewind, is the virtual boarding group uh, instructions dropped. I believe it's seven a.m. You don't have to be in the park. You can try 1 p.m. You have to be in the park. You can try 6 p.m. You have to be in the rich people resorts and then you can try. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so That's correct. It's That's great. Pretty straightforward. Uh, I've got one shot on June 4th, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it goes well, <laughs> but who knows? I, I'll tell you this from the way they move that line. 
the way they design that ride and the way they move that crowd, I, I you're going to have a good shot at it. I, that's good. A lot of people are freaking out about the boarding group, the virtual queue boarding group thing. But let me tell you something like on a good day, I saw when I, when rise was first out, when I was doing rise, I saw them on a good day, get through, get into the groups of over a hundred, right? Like one twenties, one thirties, one forties, one fifties. You know, I am going out on a limb here and I might make myself look like a fool, but I think, I think that they can push higher than that easily wow. because of the way that lot, the way that ride loads and how quickly it loads. Like we're talking, we're talking, I was, I was kind of like internally timing it and we're talking about 35 to 40 seconds between loads. So That's like, impressive. like from load people in the car, check all the restraints, get them out of the thing. And it has a dual loading uh, station. So it's dual loading. So, you know, That's awesome. and like Space Mountain, it doesn't, you're not getting out in the same station where the, where the new group loads. So that cuts down on that weight too. So you're talking about cars continually coming in Man. and going out. So it's, it's, I have a feeling they're going to move a lot of people. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to move a lot. And so. and I, I know I uh, was in a kind of a thread discussion the other day and I believe I'm getting his Twitter handle, right? The Starport 97. Um, yeah. uh, Chandler, he, I, I rode yes. with him. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Him. Yeah. I, I really like him. Yeah. Um, he's amazing. He uh, he was talking about just how insanely quick that that cue moves and that mm -hmm. and that. So it's good to hear somebody else say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and he knows people that work on that ride. You know, he's you know he's he's not shy about hiding that he's an employee of the company. So yeah. he knows people that work there. I know people that work there. So like, okay, they they are they are moving people really quickly. Like it's <sighs> it's that gives it's, me hope. I think I think you're going to be fine. I I really do. I think it's more I think it's more akin to when Ratatouille uh, came out and what happened okay. with Ratatouille was, is like, yeah, the 7 a.m. was kind of dicey to get, but most people, as long as you were in the park, you could get the 1 p.m. Okay. Like, it, it, I mean, most people on the Ratatouille, you could get the 1 p.m. If you didn't get the 7 a.m., you got the 1 p.m. So okay. I, I'd say, I'd, I'd say the chances are pretty good. Well, like, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. Uh, uh, another exciting announcement that, uh, that popped up today that uh, was not Disney. Um, they finally, finally announced a house for Horror Nights, um, which was the speculation map, I think, had like Mummy versus the Wolfman. So it was close. Uh, it was just one universal monster off uh, because Dracula is also in there. Um, and I really liked the video they did. Um, and like in my head, I'm thinking, wait, is this video in a theater because they're trying to say the director's here or the usher or somebody? <laughs> so that's where my mind went immediately. Maybe. I mean, I'd take it. I, I we had Jack last year. Let's just throw a an old yep. icon on this one. Yep. <laughs> um, and I'm excited about that. Um, I already know because of when I booked, I will be there on September 9th. That's my horror nights uh, day, and uh, that's the other time of the year when myself and Daniel get together yes. uh, for a couple hours. So I'm excited about that. You're officially going to more parks than me this year. Um, despite living like 900 miles further away. So congratulations. <laughs> I, um, I've, plus I'm, uh, I might be going to Cedar point in July and I have my Kings Island passes. So I'll be there at some point and uh, I'm about to get my Dollywood passes renewed. So nice. Nice. <laughs> and I renewed my universal pass too. So, yeah. So, uh, I, oh, I got a Cedar. So just a side note or side question. 
<laughs> do you think, do you think um, Cedar Point wise, do you think they're, do you think Top Thrill Dragster is done? You think it's done? Yeah, I yeah. think, I think it was being close. I think it was close to the end anyway, but I mm. think after that person got nailed yeah. in the head, like, yeah. I think that was the end. Yeah. Like, and they straight up said, like, this just was not well maintained. Right. Uh, so I think it's done. And like, those, I'm not big on gimmicky coasters like that. Like Cosmic Rewind's different to me, sure. but like like a flying coaster and stuff like that. Even eh, I can do without them. Like you know, Top Thrill Dragster is just essentially the top hat on Velocicoaster, but Velocicoaster you get everything else. <laughs> well, spoiler alert! I said on Sean's podcast that it was my it was the best ride I've ever ridden as far as oh, like no. what it like the emotion it, it elicited. <laughs> oh, uh, interesting. Um, uh, he asked me to name my like my top five or top five rides three rides top three rides and i i named it as my number one um that i've ever ridden even if i would never ride it again just simply for the wow. fact that it that it blew my mind when i wrote it like i literally the 12 seconds that ride is or whatever i screamed through the entire 12 seconds <laughs> yes like from start to finish and i wrote it in the front and yes you are right the maintenance of that of that coaster is just <laughs> it's not it's not sustainable like in the summer like the wind comes off the lake, they can't run it. It gets too yeah. hot, they can't run it. You know, yeah. it's like, and then they would open it in the afternoon. You would just run over to it like real quick <laughs> and get in line and be like, okay, I'm gonna ride this thing once, and then it's gonna be shut down again or whatever like that. Oh, it, it, it's 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 gonna be one of those things. And I told him this is like it's gonna be one of those things that people are gonna look back on that they wrote it and they're gonna tell their grandchildren they wrote it, and people are gonna think it's a myth. Like they're gonna think it's like there's like that thing never existed, or like they're gonna find out some engineering secret in the future where they're gonna be like. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And they're going to be like, that thing could have killed you or something. And I'll be like, yeah, I wrote it. I wrote it. I, it might have killed me, but I wrote it. You know, I mean, that's why I like it. I was trying to remember if... There's another park that has a, a similar one, and uh, it's King's Six Dominion Flags. is is it uh, no, Six uh, Flags? It's Six Flags in New Jersey. They have King mm, Yeah, so, King Dakota. So, oh, yeah, so funny. I referenced it for Kareek <laughs> when we were on uh, since he uses that name on on Twitter and YouTube, and uh, and uh, I said, yeah, you're very familiar with that ride. The only thing I the only thing that's different with King Dakota is is that they use different uh, they use the shoulder harness restraints. Which, like they still use like where top thrill dragster, you just use the 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 uh, seat belt in the lap bar. See, I feel like that's a better experience because I like the right. more like I feel like I'm gonna die. Right, exactly. <laughs> then you put the seat belt on, put the lap bar on, and you're like, okay, we're gonna rock it down this track at 100 miles an hour and go 420 <laughs> feet in the air. Okay, yes. you know, and it's like 
I think King Dakar beats it by like 10 feet or something like that. And it's okay. like, but, but you're wearing shoulder restraints. And I'm like, eh, it's a different I mean, I ride. Guess. Yeah, it's a different ride. I mean, it, not, nothing against that ride, but you know, yeah, I'd rather ride Top Thrill Dragster. You know, I, uh, it's funny. Like, that's always been my big thing. And it's funny. Like, this is uh, completely out of Daniel's realm now that we're here, but. <laughs> uh, last week it's fine <laughs> when i lost all the weight i lost yeah um i realized that on mystic timbers at king's island i could bring my lap bar down and leave space nice. which was amazing because you hit the i don't know if you've been on mystic timbers but there's a, a section of just little bunny hills and you stay out of your seat so like mm. being able to have that one click away from your lap like you mm. stay out of the seat the entire time you're on those hills it's amazing. the best experience oh, amazing <laughs> amazing um and uh so it's funny we got off on this tangent that i i didn't even uh expect no, but I, I i like it though i i'm, <laughs> I'm a fan of it uh because the, the other thing since we were talking about things that may not come back uh king's island without announcing it took the slingshot out of the park today really uh, th- but here's what i think is most interesting you know who it was owned by fun time attractions who owned the uh, free fall uh, <laughs> so uh. i'm I would almost bet that there's something related to them being like, you know, what? let's just get this out of the park. Yeah, we can't, we can't associate with that. We <laughs> yeah. can't, we can't deal with that. So I get so it. I, I, get I it. think that's what happened there because it, it was weird to me that there was no announcement. And then I'm in the pass holder group and somebody mm. posted a picture and they were like, it's gone. They took the thing down. Mm. It's not even in the park anymore. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't like those carnival style rides like that. I've never been a big slingshot fan. <laughs> my uh, my sister is. She loves it. She's rode she's rode the slingshot uh, uh, way too many times. <laughs> and like I, I I it's not my thing. It's not really never. I draw never the line. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But um. Uh. Back to where we started. <laughs> uh, the 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 horror nights announcement. I, I'm excited about that house because. I feel like they crushed uh, the Bride of Frankenstein last year. They did. Uh, and I feel like uh, me and Daniel both kind of ranked that one pretty high on our list. It was high. It was high on my list. I, I, I liked it. I would probably say, I don't know how high it was up my list, but I mean, it was, it could have competed for probably three or four with me because I had things higher. I had other things higher, like case files and things oh, of that yeah. nature. I love case files. I love, um, I love the, I love the Hill House. You know, I, I mean, it's up there. It's definitely up there. It wasn't in my bottom five. I'll tell you that. That's not, you know, <laughs> wasn't in my bottom five. You hear me, Tooth Fairy? It's not in my bottom five. You know, like, <laughs> no, no offense to Tooth Fairy, but, you know. No, I mean, still want that money. For- <laughs> All offense to Tooth Fairy. Oh, <laughs> I liked the set design of Tooth Fairy. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but, um but I, I need to I need to leave our, our tangents alone, though, because uh, our main topic today, I, I'm very, very curious to see what you all have to say on this one. <laughs> so, um, of course, after our last episode with Jay, we we touched on boy bands and Lip Biscuit and all that stuff. But uh, we really need to dive into the 90s here. So I decided we needed to talk about uh, those those embarrassing albums from the 90s that uh, maybe at the time seemed like, yeah, I need this. But looking back, it's like, well, 
maybe I didn't need this at all. Mm. So, <laughs> mm. so uh, we're not going to do it really in a ranking format. Um, I'm just going to let everyone throw them out there. Uh, Jay, I'm going to, I'm going to start with you. What's uh, Oh, you're going to start with me. So you want, yeah. do you want albums that I like had that you can like minorly respect or do you want things that you can't respect at all? And does it have to be in a uh, certain genre? That's the cure. And that's, that's uh, actually, I'm glad you said that we're, we don't, we're not going to keep a genre here. And, I want it to be somewhere between that. Like it, it can be something that we can debate like, Oh no, it wasn't as bad as you think. But um, I've some of mine, like I deserve to be shamed for some of the ones I'm going I mean, to say. I mean, look, so <laughs> here's the deal. Mid nineties to late nineties. I went through a, like a lot of genres of music, like everybody else, because your influences were like, now these days, everybody's influenced by like TikTok and all this other stuff. And there's like all these, there's, there's a ton of places to get influenced for music, right? But back then, we were just like listening to the radio or listening true. to what our friends gave us. It like, <laughs> makes a difference. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I mean, there was a point where like there was a station in my town that opened up that was like this station that was like, oh, like new wave music. And I was like, I don't know what that is because I'm 15 and stupid, you know, like and it's like and, and you're like and I'm like, I think I like Celine Dion. I don't know. Like I'm like. I'm like, I mean, I would be like listening to the radio. I'm not even lying. So there was like a station. Every every town has a station. Okay, let's 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 back up here for a second. There's every town that has a station. Everybody on here and everybody listening, watching, whatever. Everybody has a town station that was like Z103 spinning the hits of today or whatever. And it's like, and the next thing you know, I would like, no, when I was like 14 or 15, I would keep that station on in my room at night when I would sleep, like as like (laughs) background music. I was literally a psychopath. It was like, uh, let me tell you something. It would be like one o'clock in the morning and I would wake up and all you would hear is LaBouche or Real McCoy. (laughs) You know, like you were just being like, it would just be like one o'clock in the morning. You're just like, <laughs> be my lover, wanna be my lover. And you'd be like, and then I'd just pop up in bed and be like, yeah, hey, wanna be <laughs> a better brother. You know, like, I mean, that was before I was like, you know, I, there's a point in time where you decide what you want to listen to and you're like, oh, this is my genre. And now I'm going to listen to bad stuff from that. But, you know, but that was at one point that I was like listening to like, there was like Celine Dion coming on the radio and, you know, she was singing, you know, it's all coming back to me now or whatever. And I'd just be like at like three o'clock in the morning and I'd be like, yeah, this really hits me as a 14 year old kid going through puberty. I don't know what love is. You know, like, you know, like, I mean, oh I mean, man, that was, that was where I was at, man. Just, just I owned real McCoy. I'm, I, I don't deny it. I owned Ace of Base. Let's go there. Like, I don't really like, you know, like, you know, I would be listening to Ace of Base, you know, I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be over my cereal in the morning and all you would hear like my mom be like what you listening to on your like you know you used to have those like like those styrofoam headphones you know like that didn't you know she could hear it but it'd be like, oh yeah like it's that player and all you and all you could and all you could hear is oh that she wants is another baby gone on oh that she wants is another baby yeah like so so here's my favorite part of this. I just need you to know how much Daniel hates Ace of Bass. <laughs> I had that album. I had that album. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally like 13 or 12 or 11, or I don't remember what year it was. It was like, I was like a preteen. And I was like, I had no worries in the world. My parents paid for everything for me. And I'm over there like, 
I got a new life. You can hardly <laughs> recognize me. I'm so glad. You know, like, you know, like that's what I was doing, you know? And I was like, I related to none of it. Like literally none of it. You know? That is true. Like, how could we? Your vibes. Just your vibes, you know. <laughs> Uh, your vibes you know like, this is what I want. I want daniel admitting he actually owned ace of base at one come point. on man come on <laughs> i did not but i i do want on a related note to point out <laughs> a related note for once um to to point out that like i should never have let my hatred for ace of base slip because <laughs> a job that i previously worked at with chris um he and the other guy I'm that we the, the office with um took any opportunity they possibly could to um, play uh, Ace of Base as loudly as they could. Every um, day. It was a regular occurrence, and I will like never again um, talk about musical hatred uh, that I that I have with somebody that I share an office with because I know what's going to happen. So the one the one in our office used to be Return of the Mac. We used to play Return of the Mac to each other like all the time. We'd be like, That's a just, jam. we would just yell over the wall. Like we had cubicles. We yell the wall over there. Be like, hey, Sam. And then you just hit the play button and just play it out loud. And like, just, just, just every time, every time, you know. Return like, of the Mac's a banger. That era of music was wild. Like, <laughs> I think it was a fever dream for everybody. Like, oh, yeah. Because that station in your town was playing it like, yeah, oh, yeah, 103. We spin the hits, and then it was just like Ace of Base and Celine Dion and like the real McCoy, and like you know, it's like Aqua's Barbie Girl and stuff, you know. It's like, oh, gosh, yeah, I mean, I that's what it was like that. all day. You're like, you're like, at some point, like the music, like the, the record companies in America said, you know what, you know what, Americans would like just like Euro pop disco music, <laughs> you know, that's that's the future, that's that's what we're doing here, you know, like. And they were just playing it like nonstop all day. And it was just like, God, man, like you're killing me here. Like but at the time we were jamming over it. We're like, oh man, this is nice. We're like, the future's bright. There's there's gonna be no economic collapse ever. You know, like there's nothing bad's gonna happen. You know, here we are in like 1990. Eight. Nothing <laughs> bad's gonna happen at all. Oh, that she wants is another baby. Oh. Yeah, like. <laughs> I, I'd like to throw in also that not only do they play to our emotions that way, but at least the the station because we did definitely have that station you're talking about. Yes, and and the way that they upped the ante on this was to then have a nightly request uh, uh, yes. all in show. Yes. <laughs> and so not only would you hear these like terrible pop songs, but you would also hear them after like a long slobbery dedication from some 14 year old to his like fellow 14 year old eternal. Life. <laughs> and, and, you know, if that doesn't just pull at the heartstrings, I don't know what does. And it was always like something like really weird that didn't relate. Do you remember? Like it would always be like, yes. it'd be like, Brandon, you're calling in tonight from Tuskegee or whatever, you know, it'd be like, and it'd be like or whatever, you know, like Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like Brandon would get on there and just be like, and be like, yeah, I'm taking Stacy to homecoming and she's the love of my life. So I want to dedicate California love to her and <laughs> California love. 
and like Stacy's listening to Cal- California Love or whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. I'm like, I don't know. Like, it would just be like the weirdest town. Like, you know, like <laughs> Ryan's calling in from Minneapolis. You know, like you know? It's just, every time it'd be like the most random town, and it'd just be like, and he would just like request like just the most weirdest songs. You know, and he'd just be sitting there and just be like. I want to play like, you know, Celine Dion's, you know, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, stay with us at 10 o'clock, Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. You know? <laughs> you know, like, my all time favorite is one night the DJ came out saying that, you know, he's going to play something really special, you know, that truly conveys the emotion that the people who are calling in are uh, are trying to get across. And he like, you know, really sells it, builds it up. You know, this is going to be the song that, you know, people are going to get engaged to and all this stuff. And then oh, yeah. the lady got back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think was, weren't those stations like playing like they were like. They were like, now a hit that everybody loves, the electric slide. You like think you play at a wedding, you know? Like, you know, you're like, I'm, I'm not gonna electric slide at three in the morning, you know. It's like maybe, I don't know, I'm 14 or whatever, you know. It's like, come on, man. And, you're like, and then and then and then you grow up a couple years, you think you grow up. And then I start going, I'm like, man, I like better music than this. And like next thing you know, you're like out there like listening to Crazy Town or whatever, you know. <laughs> Really you know, like, oh, that hurts. I like serious music now, mom. You know, you're like, and the next thing you know, you're just like over there, like, you my butterflies. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, and it's just like, and your parents, now that I'm older and I have kids, you know, I start to be like, I would literally look at my kid now and just be like, what is your problem? You want drugs? Like, you know, like, 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 what is this music? Like, what is, what is going on here? And, you know, the difference in music then, though, is like a lot of the, what you would say that music that would sell well, but was like objectively not that good would fly under the radar. Right. Because like, because like now in today's pop culture, all of that music gets blasted into like uh, every single like advertisement you see, (laughs) like every bad song because it becomes an earworm. And you're like, can you imagine, (laughs) can you imagine, I'm like getting mad before I even say this. Can you imagine it's, it's just like a target commercial. And then it's just like, Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. It's a target. <laughs> Sugar, baby. Yes. It's a target. You know, like, you know, let's make like, it happen. <laughs> yeah. That would be terrible. You know, like, if anybody in advertising and marketing at Target is listening, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and let's be honest, half those bands from the 90s, like, if you want to think about, we talk about new metal all the time on here. We talk about like, no offense to these bands, please. But, you know, we talk about Taproot or like Spine Shank or whatever. It's like those bands were never playing Saturday Night Live. Like they were never <laughs> like like in the in the late 90s, in the late nine in the late 90s. It wasn't like Harry Connick Jr. being like, ladies and gentlemen, Spine Shank. Like, you know, like, you know, like that was never happening. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, unless I could be corrected by somebody online, I'm the problem. Maybe, I'll, you know, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, like <laughs> Reveille, you know, like <laughs> a union underground. You know? Like, wow. you know, like I'm just naming all the bad stuff. I will tell you one of the things that hurt the most that I feel vindicated about is. When I was younger, and you know, much younger, um, my parents used to send me to summer camp, 
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And back when we owned like CDs and cassettes, you know, and I, I bring my collection with me so I could listen to music, you know, while I was at summer camp. And I had a kid one time go through my collection. Cause that's what you did when you were kids, you traded music, everybody went, <laughs> yes. listen to everybody's stuff. And I remember him pulling the CD out of my collection. And at the time I loved this CD and he pulled it out of my collection. He made fun of me publicly over it. And I'm going to tell you, he pulled this CD out and he's like, says really loud in front of all these other guys. He's like, <laughs> You have the Lion King soundtrack in here. Yes. What? Are, what? What are you doing? You have the Lion King soundtrack next to Offspring. What's going on here? And I would I like to say, I'd like to say right now, screw you, Kevin. <laughs> the Lion King soundtrack slaps. Yeah, actually, the Lion King soundtrack goes harder than the Offspring. So. <laughs> I love the That's Lion King awesome. soundtrack. I'm like, and you know, I was an insecure kid. So it's like, oh, I feel bad about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know if we should have this CD. You're like, uh, you know, like, no, that soundtrack was awesome. Like, come on, man. You know, so, so uh, I went over know, so many bands. Uh, I've made fun of someone about a CD before, but um, it was a band I really hated. And like, mm. it was an unnecessary, well, maybe, I don't know, unnecessary hate, maybe. Um, but he had it in a CD player. And I was like, dude, this is so bad that I will give you $12 to buy a new CD if you throw it out the window now. So his puddle of mud CD comes out of the CD player <laughs> and out the window. <laughs> it's like, hey, I win. I give him $12. They wrote them like two songs forever. They wrote them forever. They wrote like two songs forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? And they were Nirvana songs to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And then like at the time, they were like, they were discovered. Like anytime somebody was discovered by another artist during that time, they're like, no, they were, they were, they were endorsed by another artist. They have to be good. Like, <laughs> we always like, we always like, it, it, like implicitly trusted other artists. Like they're like corn. The guys from corn say edema is good. I'm like, he's his oh, half brother. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that is the lead singer in the band is Jonathan Davis's half brother. Of course he endorsed him. Like, you know, like, obligated like he's in you know it's like you know that, uh, but all the bands in the late 90s and stuff were named like that they were like they were like really edgy things like spy shank or dima you know it's like and Stereo i was like mud yeah yeah exactly i was like 16 i was like what is a dima let me go look it up i was like oh that's bad <laughs> i was like oh man that is that is something that i don't want to happen to me Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's bad and i'm like why'd you name your band that <laughs> Most of these guys just consulted a medical dictionary. And yeah, like, they just oh, opened the book. Good. Yeah, they're like, yeah. They're like, they're like spinal stenosis. You know, let's go. <laughs> like, you know, like. 
Oh, so oh, man. I, I never got made fun of. Well, maybe I did. Who knows? But uh, I will say, like, I was going back through my memories of stuff I had back then. And it might be the worst one I owned. Like, looking back, it really might be the worst one I owned. But at the time, in the late 90s, I thought that uh, Garth Brooks' alter ego, Chris Gaines, was like everything. <laughs> and I owned that album, and I listened to that thing a lot. <laughs> And that might be one of the worst pieces of trash ever put on Chris Gaines. That's not the Chris Gaines. Also known as the first Keith Urban album. <laughs> he does look like Keith Urban. <laughs> I remember he hearing is. that album. I remember hearing that. I remember he hearing that. Australian, album. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Chris Gaines. Like, oh my goodness. What Lost did you? <laughs> The Chris Gaines album. Oh my goodness! I know it's bad. <laughs> that was so like weird. Garth Brooks, like in a like a he was in like a yurt high on peyote, like just being like, he I'm gonna like be a Chris a Gaines goth kid. <laughs> I'm gonna be Chris Gaines. I'm just gonna change my name. I'm so famous. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna start recording under another name. <laughs> now, now think about if he was that successful underneath that name. If he'd have just kept recording underneath that name, like, and he was just two names, just never stopped, and he was like literally the Andy Kaufman of music, and he like went on tour as Chris Gaines. Like, we would be screwed up right now if he was still touring as Chris Gaines. Oh, it, I mean that music. Like, I, I actually went back this week and listened to a few of the songs, and I was like, wow. Like, I knew it was bad, but I think I forgot how bad it was. It's really impressive. Oh, I, He's I, like, I gotta go back. I gotta go back like, and sing about being attracted to older women again. Yeah. Gosh. All right, Daniel. I, I need one from you now. I need I need to hear what was in your collection. <laughs> All right. I've got a couple, but um I think I'll I'll lead with this um mainly because uh you know Jay mentioned a soundtrack and uh that immediately brought this one to mind. Uh, I was once uh, the proud owner of uh, the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> Space and, Jam. Uh, man, <laughs> I don't know how much we want to get into this, but uh, <laughs> that track list is something you got. Sir, it. sir. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sir. Here we go. Look, don't, don't, no, I don't want you to downplay yourself. Look, <laughs> that soundtrack did more for public transportation in the late nineties when you were, everybody, everybody and their mother was like, come on, ride that train and ride it, you know, or whatever that band, you know, it's a space jam, you know, like, like people like heard that space jam song. And then they went and listened to their other hit about the trains. Everybody riding the train, you know, it was like, yeah, let's come on, ride the train. You know, I appreciate the quad city DJs for one talking about Space Jam, and then also talking about riding trains. It was That's really true. great. It's very wholesome. You have nothing. Think, to, you have nothing to be ashamed of in that soundtrack. Who else was on that soundtrack? I was. I'm looking at it now. Like I didn't know what was on the soundtrack. I know Quad City DJs was on that soundtrack. I didn't know what else. D'Angelo was on that. Soundtrack. Oh, nice. I mean, <laughs> that's not much to be ashamed of. I mean, come on, you know. No, I mean it's got its moments. That's Here's not my bad. Question, Daniel. That's not bad. Oh. Track 13 says, that's the way I like it, but it says it's by the Spin Doctors. Is that the song I'm thinking of? Not Man. only is it the Spin Doctors, but uh, Is Marquee is uh, <laughs> featured on that song. I love it. I, I, love I it. do this not is... recall if it is the song that you were <laughs> This doesn't feel like a shame at all. Like, well, this seems like a win. I mean, 
you know, depends on uh, where you stand on the whole R. Kelly debate. That's a okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, from the, <laughs> from the album. So. At the time, though, oh, he's on there twice. The yeah, he's he's on there twice yeah. with Jay Z. Yeah. Um, you've oh, got man. Chris Rock collaborating with Barry White, which is I just I love it. Know where to go with that? I, I love it. He was smacking uh, people around the court. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Bugs Bunny rapping. What? Uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in retrospect, that you know, Robin S. <laughs> I forgot about Robin S. Robin S. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's not the worst soundtrack, I guess. No. It's, it's I just remember Chris Gaines. Oh, I just remembered. Like, I just remembered. Like, that was that was the soundtrack that kind of like piggybacked the the, the you know the fly thing for. R. Kelly, you know, I believe I can fly, you know, like he did the video on the basketball court, which was really weird. You uh, know, like, yeah, he had like the basketball court and like he was like, oh, it's like Space Jam. But I'm singing about believing in myself and like I'm really into it. And you're like, this is a cartoon movie with Michael Jordan, man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Michael Jordan believes in himself like 16 times over. It's why he has a gambling problem. You know, like, 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 like. Michael Jordan don't need to believe anymore. He's he's betting on horses and whatever else he's doing. You know, I mean, you don't need to believe he can fly. He knows he can fly. Oh man, that's a. I, I think this is a middle ground one at least. There are some yeah. rough things on there, but sure, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I stand by a lot of my collection, but I'm that's good. A couple that's, of, a couple oh, of I had some bad ones. I'll, oh. I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> I mean, I sat in a lot of crowds at like a lot of Ozfests and other things where you're like, you know, anybody that had like a, you know, a gauge through their tongue and like mascara on could play on that stage as long as they could like, you know, play a guitar for two seconds. You know, there was a lot of that going on. You're like, who is this band? You know, they could just make it up, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you're like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's listen to that band play. OK, they all had a street team. And you if you ended up oh, with a yes. sticker, you were putting it on their car, on your car. No uh, you know, back in the back in the Ozfest days, you can make Jack Osborne listen to your record. You know, who knows? you might put you on the stage. And then it's a crapshoot of whether you're good or not. Who knows? You might be good. You might be bad. You know, like, who knows? You know, just put them on the stage. Who is this band? I don't know. They look like the last three. I don't know. <laughs> they all look like the same. The singer, the singer looks, the singer is the weird one. And then like maybe one other guy, in the band, it's like the bass player that doesn't say anything, but like paints his face or whatever like that. You know, <laughs> I was like, the only person in this band that looks like they pay their taxes is the drummer, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's Daniel. You know? <laughs> exactly. Sometimes. You'd just be like spine shank, or you'd be like, it'd be like, oh, Tommy Lee and Methods of Mayhem. You know? Oh it's gosh, like, that's a bad one. Yeah, oh, well, I remember. Oh, I remember. And I remember I was like, when that album came out, Methods of Mayhem, and I was like, oh, you know, Tommy Lee's moving on. He's gonna do something new, you know, when I was younger. And I was like, I saw them in concert, I saw them on a festival, oh, and I was man. and I and I thought I was like what have we done by buying this album? Why have we encouraged these guys to do this? It's like, it's like the drunk guy you cheer on at karaoke, you know, for no reason, because he's up there singing, my heart will go on or whatever. Like that. Yes. You're like, yes, sing! And he's like really bad, but you're like cheering it on. You're like, nobody's listening to this. If Tommy Lee wasn't involved in this, we probably wouldn't be listening to this, you know, like his Pamela, you know, you know, marriage or whatever else, you know, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, Bring back Spine Shank, you know, whatever. Put them back on stage. 
Anytime that somebody like remotely famous for something else then tried to get into new metal, it was like super questionable. I don't know if I need to mention Wicked Wisdom. Yes, one hundred percent. I'm going to get slapped for saying it. But. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, it was a ton of that stuff. I mean, I mean, no offense to them. I love I, I love them to death. But how many times did the guys out of Cypress Hill reinvent a band? Like in the late nineties, like it was like, Oh, we're not going to do Cypress Hill anymore. We're going to go on the metal festival circuit and we're going to do whatever we're doing now. Like, you know, we're, we, we're metal core now or whatever, you know, just like <laughs> I have a rock remix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, here we go. You know, we're going to sing rock superstar, rap superstar, or like, you know, where was Polka superstar, you know, like, you know, like where was spoken word superstar, you know, that reinforced my life in my, you know, my dreams and my goals, you know, <laughs> You know, so, beat poetry superstar. You know, <laughs> you know uh, I will say, like, I was kind of curious after I came up with my kind of core collection of crap. Uh, I got on online and I thought, what are some of the lists? And I found one that was weird to me. Uh, it had it had stuff I, I still think is good. But specifically, it listed 16 Stone, the first Bush album, which oh. I still to this day think is a good album. It's still a good album. That's, you know, here's the thing. So when uh, when Bush released 16 Stone and then after that, what was what was the album after that? I'm trying to uh, uh, try to suitcase. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. So Razorblade Suitcase, when Razorblade Suitcase came out, I literally was like I had Razorblade. My parents, it was on my Christmas list one year. My parents bought me a Razorblade Suitcase. So <laughs> and I was like and I kind of grew out of I was kind of starting to grow out of. uh uh bush a little bit i felt like i was like i don't know i feel like i was not my thing anymore and they wrote me back in probably in 99 or 2000 somewhere in there before before the breakup and you know or whatever um i saw them live on a show i didn't even want to see them on and i was like <laughs> bush i don't want to see bush like what like i want to see bush like what and they they completely like they completely blew it out of the water they were they were amazing live and i was like Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This is good. Okay. They're good. Okay. That's fine. And they were really good. They were really entertaining and they were, they were amazing. So that's awesome. I don't, I don't, I'll never, I'll never blaspheme Bush again. Like <laughs> never, like they did a good job. They, they, they were amazing. I thought that they were, it's the only time I've seen them that one time and they crushed it. I was like, Oh man, they're actually really, really good. Okay. This is why they made all that money. Okay. Like, <laughs> like that's good man. impressive. Yeah, I, Daniel. I know you've seen a lot of bands. Have you seen them live? I have not. What I remember um, was when I was in, I think, sixth grade. They came to Rupp Arena, um, and you know, those uh, of you know, I'm from uh, Kentucky. That is like the the premier place in Central Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. You play Rupp Arena, you've made it. Um, they were headlining, and their support act was no doubt. Uh, so basically, you could have watched like a real life dating show, uh, an episode of I don't know what was big at the singled out or something. What's uh, that yeah. bus uh, one? Rock of the, Love, the real world. Oh, no. yeah. What's um, the, right the bus where they got on the bus and dated? What was that? I can't remember. Mm, the name I don't know. There was like there was all those weird like Fox ones too that were like you know like you know but what was that one was the one was like Ordinary Joe or whatever you know like. <laughs> He's really oh, hot, but but he's really poor, you know, or whatever, you know, like, oh, what it's like I just love that show because it was like, it came on after the Super Bowl, if you remember, and they were like, 
would you date a hot guy that's poor? It's like women do that every day. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, next is the show I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. Like, you know, <laughs> sure. That's like telling guys, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sexist because I want to be like, it'd be the same thing the other way. I'd be like, guys, would you date a, would you date a hot girl? And she's really poor. I'm like, how hot? Like, you know, like, you know, like, like, who cares if she's poor? Like, what does that matter? Like, that's only like for some vapid suits at Fox that cared about that. You know, like, if you date somebody, if they're really hot but poor, it's like, I think so. I think so. I think Jay-Z already post, posed that question. Years yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, like I, th- those dating shows were so wild, man. They were so wild. <laughs> so yeah, could have, could have seen, you know, two, um, super super big bands at the time, and um, watched a, a courtship in progress as well. Um, <laughs> but no, I uh, was not not quite allowed to uh, be, uh, any any live music on that scale in those days. I've never seen. <laughs> uh, that sucks. But um, I was a, a huge fan of the first two albums, uh, Razorblade Suitcase in particular. Actually, yes, I like better. I remember my uh, my baseball team at the time would uh, listen to that album when we'd go to the batting cage. That's kind of <laughs> nice. Anyway. Yeah, it was fun. Greedy is the you, only song I remember. Just out there swinging at dingers, just the chemicals between us, you know, like, like chemicals, you know, like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's a good time. Oh, I, uh, that's not a good time. I, uh, it's funny. Like I, there were, things I was trying to jog my memory of. And this is funny how much this is jogging my memory of things mm. that I just couldn't even come up with. So that's, mm. that's nice. Um, <clears throat> Jay, I hope, uh, I hope uh, that was your only uh, experience. your Lion King when uh, being called out in public there, but <laughs> I, hmm, I think so. I think so. I think so. I mean, I had the Aladdin soundtrack in there too. So he could have just gone at me about that too, but you know, both the soundtracks are good. I love Disney soundtracks. I mean, we talk about Disney all the time. I mean, I this live here now, so you know, like jokes on them, you know, I'm still listening to the Lion King soundtrack, you know, I'm, I'm it's, riding through it's another jokes on now. jokes on you, Kevin. I'm going through, I'm riding through Disney property every day now singing, go the distance and stuff like that from Hercules. So jokes on you, man. you've been pulling me out of it. Now I live here, you know, like, Jokes on him. What are you up to these days, Kevin? Yeah, what are you doing these days, Kevin? Uh, I think he's in like, Up, I believe. It's, uh... <laughs> he sold out to Disney, too. He sold out. Everybody sells out. You know, it's like, I mean, let's be honest. Disney owns half of the popular things that we all listen to, so, you know, or watch. So, you know, you're into it. Disney probably owns a piece of it. So, this know. is true. It's fine. It's fine. It was like, it was like that, it was that old, uh, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, uh, skit you know it's like the when they bought marvel you know the first thing i thought was you know vindication <laughs> you know like you know i was, was going to be vindicated you know it's like i i feel like that like when we talked about wrestling on the previous episode you know people that made fun of me when i was like listening to disney soundtracks or stuff now are the same people listening to disney soundtracks either they have kids or you know their life has changed a little bit more and they they're listening to the soundtracks or appreciate them more it's like when i was watching wrestling in the late 90s you know, when I was when I was watching wrestling in the early 90s, people were like, ah, you loser. Like, you know, make fun of me in school. Right? But then when it was popular with everybody, I was like, yeah, vindication. Like, yeah, everybody watches now, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like yes. every, every fan of, you know, Marvel from yes. 20 years ago, looking at where they are now. Yes. So. 
Oh, I remember telling my friends in middle school, I'm like, I'm going to comic book club after the school that was ran by my English teacher. And we're going to talk about X-Men, you know, and like, and they were like, <laughs> nerd, you know, like, you know, like, haha, where are you now? Like, with like, a, with billions of dollars in franchises. Yeah. I could have used that. Power, same thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could have used that in 1996 or whatever, you know, like, you know, I could have used it at the time, you know, I'm doing great. I'm like, all I had to lean on was like, cheesy dc movies no disrespect to them but i had to like lean on the original batman you know for like years you know Gosh. so yeah i i um i will say an album that i i thought of last night uh it just kind of popped in my head because it was actually because of a conversation with my wife that um this might be i said chris gaines but this might be more embarrassing that i even owned this one was the <laughs> savage garden <laughs> oh. oh yes yes oh it's like so like I the forgot. first album oh yeah that like the chicken cherry cola whatever that line chicken is. cherry cola <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm be honest. When I was younger, I loved that song. I would just be like, <laughs> it would come on and I'd just be over there and could not know the lyrics. I'd just be like, I don't even know what they're saying still. I don't know where I tapped out of that one. And they're like, they release, you know, like the song that people use in their weddings for like forever, you know, and be like, I want to stand with you on a mountain. That's the like, one that was in heavy rotation on the it, yes, it was that every town had <laughs> every town and be like somebody would dedicate it to their sweetheart or something <laughs> like that, you know. And you just be like, oh my goodness. It comes full circle here. <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm like, I used to think about that song. You think about those lyrics, like, I want to stand with you on a mountain. I'm like, <laughs> which mountain? Like Everest K2, you're gonna lose oxygen. Yeah. Like, or I want to bathe with you in the sea. Who bathes in the sea? It's salt water. <laughs> dry your skin out like it's not even romantic this didn't work <laughs> then he's like i want to live like this forever till the sky falls down on me like that was the plot <laughs> of deep impact like 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 what a weird song you know i couldn't have been on the deep impact soundtrack <laughs> it might have been. who knows <laughs> yes like just on loop <laughs> can't watch that movie anymore it's like it's like it's like you, the couple who likes each other in high school, you should get married before the world ends. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny is uh, since you mentioned Celine Dion, uh, my, my friend and I went and saw Deep Impact. So his mom and his sister could go see Titanic. So <laughs> that's fine. I saw, I mean, I did the ultimate loser move when Titanic came out because I, you know, I, I was a nerd in high school. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> like, like i was a nerd when when titanic came out and, I, and it's like what the, my friends they come to school on monday and i didn't have the heart to tell them i saw titanic with my mom you know and it was like and they were like so what'd you do this week and i was like oh you know i hung out and did things i'm like i would have rather said i murdered somebody than gone to titanic with my mom <laughs> like oh i went to titanic with my mom <laughs> Watched a guy Help draw things. a picture. Felt things with my mom. <laughs> Became really upset with Kate, uh, obsessed with Kate Winslet around my mom. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Could you I was like, the theater? Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> she enjoyed it. I, it probably made her day, you know. It probably made her day, you know. I love my mom. Yeah. 
still love my mom, but you know, and today I would go see Titanic again with my mom and they re-released re- re- it or like James Cameron, like, you know, cause he takes like 30 years between movies. Who knows? Titanic two might be coming out. Who knows? Like, you know, like I would go see that with my mom, you know, it's fine. You know, I, I can see that with my mom, you know, <laughs> it's fine. You know, I, I, I but yeah, I, I, I remember that like, yeah, the Titanic. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> That's the a Titanic. tough age to admit that. <laughs> Look, this isn't important, guys. Can we just listen to the Lion King soundtrack? <laughs> I mean, I would listen to that Celine Dion song and pretend like I was at that weird age. Like I started to get that weird age where like Titanic came out and that song came out with the video and everything. And I was like, this is stupid. This is this is so stupid. Like I would just be like, I'd be like pointing to my friends. I'd be like, it'd be on like an MTV or whatever. And I'd be like, look at that video. That's so stupid. And then I'd go behind closed doors and I'd be like, don't it. No. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> put your arms out like Leo. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, man, those lyrics are powerful. You're here. There's nothing I fear. Like, this is amazing. I don't know what that feeling's like, but Celine does apparently. <laughs> like, I'm like, man, Celine. She. I mean, I love Celine now. I mean, I'm, I'm not unabashed. I'm like, yeah, Celine's amazing. Like. <laughs> No, I will not pretend like I don't like Celine Dion at this point in time. You know, <laughs> I think it's that Z103 station or whatever they're playing in my town. They were constantly playing it like every day. It's just embedded. <laughs> here's, the thing, here's the thing with me. I don't know about you guys, but they're, like some of these artists, when they came on the radio or came in, into your consciousness, it feels like they just came out of nowhere. Like, like somebody just like went boop, and they were there. You know, it was just like it was like. I was just going along in middle school, minding my business. And then like somebody came over my shoulder and was like, would you like to listen to some Celine Dion? And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Like, She's a hit artist from Canada. You know, and you're like, and you're like, I mean, I guess. And then she sang and you're like, hmm, hmm, maybe I can be influenced. You know, it's funny though. Like the, the song that sticks out to me that's one of those like I can't even remember the artist's name, but like the one that just got played all the time, but I didn't really hear anyone talk about was that Kiss the Rain song. Oh, um, oh, 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 oh man. <laughs> I can't remember the artist's name. Was, was it, it um, Billy something? Oh my goodness. You gotta look this <laughs> up now. Hold on, hold on. Billy Myers. Wow. Hold on. Oh, really? Thank you, internet. Why do I remember the first name? <laughs> That's very impressive, actually. Kiss and I don't know. Rain. I don't know any more of the song other than that weird voice inflection during "Kiss the Rain." <laughs> yeah. I remember this. Oh my god! They're <laughs> just bringing things out of the past. Oh here. wow! <laughs> that I feel like that was like every third song in like whatever year it came out. I don't oh man! <laughs> Sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta get, we gotta, we gotta look at some, we gotta look at some other stuff from this era. I, I now you got oh, me no. down the rabbit hole, and I feel like I didn't do enough research for this thing. See, we, that's why we started early tonight. This is. I feel be like, like I have to look episode. at like. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, totally hold on. Right, though. That was like. Hold on, hold on. 
What year was that? Like I, according to this, ninety-seven. So it was a constant rotation okay. of like this and what, like tub thumping by Chumbawamba. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes. I owned that too. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had a terrible collection. <laughs> I'm just gonna start naming radio hits from that era and see how many. Maybe that's what I did. I was like, Walmart, here I come. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Gosh, every time, like there was so many. Oh man! All right, let's oh. see what what pop songs were out in '97. This is this is the rabbit hole. Oh, oh here we go! Here we go! Here we go! I know, this, oh, this, uh, here's one. Here's one I sang a lot, a lot. It came on that station a lot. Thank you for jogging my memory, Internet. I would be like sitting at home, you know, doing homework or whatever, and like Natalie and Brulia's "Torn" would come no. on. You know, like. <laughs> I can still see the video. Yeah, you would just be like sitting there and be like writing an essay for like ninth grade or something, you know, like tenth grade. I'd be like, I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'd be like, I'd be like, lying what? Naked on the floor? What the? Who? I didn't even know what that meant at the time. I was like, I didn't know that that meant like probably clinical depression. Like, you know, like, like I was too young and stupid for that. You know, like I was, hey, I'm sure our minds went elsewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was a teenager, you know, I was like, Oh man, you know, Oh gosh. Oh man. I'm going through it now. Um, deep blue, something freaking Ooh. breakfast at Tiffany's, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like this is like that era. Just like, uh, I just brought up songs from 97 and like, I forgot about the freak nasty dude that did. Yes. The dip. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rednecks oh. in our town were very disappointed that that song wasn't about what they thought it was. About. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Man, there was some bad music, and it's all—it was one so hit bad. It was so <laughs> bad. I, and you know what? I bought so many albums that were like I shouldn't have bought. You know, it's just like you were just you bought them because everybody was buying them, right? You know, you oh, hundred percent. You were just like, oh, I'm buying it because my friends bought it or whatever like that. Like, did anybody remember, like, Marcy's Playground after Sex and Candy? I mean, come on. I mean, no offense to them. I remember but, that video. Oh, yes. yeah, 100%. It was like Claymation or something. It's yeah. So- <laughs> very strange. Oh, I got one for you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have forgot the big one from that Z oh. station thing. You would be sitting at home. I'm going to set the scene here. You'd be sitting at home. You'd be enjoying a soda after you came home from school. You're probably playing video games. You're having a good life. And you're like, you're just really just enjoying yourself. And then like out of nowhere, there's just this echoey voice just going, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Just straight up Hathaway. Saturday Night Live influence. Yeah, there's an entire movie made based on that song, basically. Right? Oh, my God. So um, I'm going to do this, and I'll be nice and tell my wife that I've I've said this. But Oh, uh, man. A couple of years back, we watched through the show Parks and Rec. Uh, And if you've seen Parks and Rec, uh, Donna often says that genuine is her cousin and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that culminates into a pretty big moment in the show but the best part of it all was my wife looks at me and goes wait genuine's an actual person <laughs> she just thought it was a character <laughs> for the show <laughs> like, this oh, is a real man. song about a pony <laughs> well pony killing me yes. killing me oh my gosh <laughs> oh man 
That's so good. Oh, also, man. like looking at this list, I forgot about Keith Sweat. Uh, yes, who I, I believe was in uh, Fresh Prince uh, in Ashley's room on the wall as a poster. <laughs> I think I used to. I think I used to like uh, sing along to uh, like. There was so much that I sang along to. Like I would sing along to like. Um, uh, what is it like? I would think I would like get get into like uh, Alanis Morissette's "Ironic" that would come along, like, you know. Like I didn't know what it was like. It's like rain on your wedding day. I didn't know what that meant. I was like fifteen or whatever, you know. Like I don't know. <laughs> you know, none of these things actually are actually ironic, but who knows that? Yeah, I love that too. It <laughs> works. The other song they used to get into that had no relation to my life is freaking Verve Pipe Freshman. You know, like. <laughs> Like it's that's another one of those songs. Like later on, you hear it and it's like, holy crap! I didn't realize what this song was about. I know, right? <laughs> and you were like, and you were like, you were like young, and you were like to think that we were wise and we never compromised. I'm like, yeah, not compromise with my mom over my bedtime. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, you know, like you're like I can relate to this song. You know, you know, and you're like didn't relate to it at all. You know, you're like, oh, what a joke. You know, oh my goodness. But seriously, how easy was it to make like any lyrics fit your life if you like tried to? Do That's true. Oh, yeah, but things, would, but things. It felt like it felt like a scam at times with these stations because like somebody would pop up and they would just like throw stuff at the wall. They would give you one song from an artist you never heard of, right? <laughs> and then they would ju- and they would just be like, hmm. And you'd be like, and you'd be like, you're like, next on the dial is OMC with How Bizarre. Oh like, my you know? gosh. <laughs> That's a good one. And you just be like, and you'd be like, I think I like this. Mm, baby. Yes. I think that's baby. the problem. It's like it makes you think you like it, but like it's like, no, this is bad. This is bad. You're like, you're like where's this, where's this band from around the corner? Are they from Cincinnati? They're like, no, New Zealand. You're like, how'd this get here? that happened every time you know it would just be like i mean oh man it just yes so all right everyone that'll conclude part one of the cringeworthy 90s episode i hope you had as much fun with this one as we did because i could not stop laughing so we're gonna jump off at this point but next week be ready for part two because it is just as fun see you guys later You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.